Hey guys, this is Harry and Ralph from Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. We are a video game podcast that releases content every Sunday, alternating between full game reviews and general gaming conversation. Our reviews include in-depth analysis on plot, audio graphics, and gameplay, and we throw in little-known facts on the game development. We provide uncomfortable sexual tension, harassment towards each other while being analytical about the game of the week, and endless poorly executed impersonations. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go, where sensitivity is a foreign concept. Hey, this is episode 41 of the Superpowered Fancast. This is your host, Darren. Uh, so if I sound a little different, if I sound a little bit more excited, uh, it's because I am. I actually got some really great advice from someone I respect in the entertainment uh, industry. And even though I had no plans on on quitting, I it's nice to be encouraged and to get some really uh, constructive criticism and feedback on on. Uh, on the show itself and what I can do to, to be better. And that's really all I really want is I want to, I want to be better at this. I want to get better at this and I want to be able to keep creating and keep talking and just, uh, this is a great forum for me to just talk about the things that I love. And uh, for everyone who listens, I, I appreciate immensely that you do. And I, I really want to, uh, thank the person I'm not going to, I'm not going to say her name, uh, but, uh, I really want to thank the person who gave me that advice. She, she gave me some great, uh, some, some great advice. And I especially want to thank my wife, uh, Regina for, uh, telling me to ask for advice, uh, because I, I really wasn't going to, and I, I appreciate both of the, both of these ladies for, uh, for everything they've done for me in the, in the long term and in the short period of time that uh that i got feedback so thank you so much uh to both of you but um so let's get into it so last night was the academy awards and there were some interesting developments at this year's award show for geek fans so guillermo del toro won best director and his film the shape of water won best picture now the film's about a mute cleaning woman who works in a secret government facility in the 60s and uh, during the course of her work, she finds and bonds with a sea creature being kept in the lab uh, by a hostile government agent. Now, this film was a favorite for recognition, and the winds show that a genre film mixing elements of films like uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon and, and other science fiction elements can resonate both with audiences and apparently with Academy members. Now, personally, I think it's the perfect middle finger to whoever in the studio system decided they didn't want Guillermo del Toro to make another Hellboy movie. Now, as much as I'm looking forward to the uh, the David Harbour um, Hellboy movie, there's still a part of me that that wanted to that really wanted to see del Toro make a a Hellboy three. But um, speaking of genre filmmaking. Now, Get Out, with its uh, mixture of horror and, and social commentary, it won Best Original Screenplay for the for first-time uh, writer-director Jordan Peele. Now, if you don't, if you haven't seen Get Out, and there's, I, I don't 
understand how you how you couldn't have. I mean, it's it, it's a phenomenon for a reason. But um, Get Out is a story of an African American man who uh, travels with his uh, white girlfriend to visit her parents, and during the course of his stay, discovers some some deep dark secrets behind all the uh, smiling uh, smiling semi progressive um, faces and and gestures. Now, there are definite homages to classic sci-fi and horror films like uh, The Stepford Wives and Rosemary's Baby. Um, but Get Out added some really realistic layers that, that definitely made it stand out beyond being a genre film. Now, hopefully, this means that the Academy is, you know, is, going, is becoming more open to broadening their definition of film which means we might see, you know, at some point see a comedy or a comic book movie compete for, for Best Picture someday. I'm not going to hold my breath, though. So getting into the entertainment news. Now, Black Panther continues to dominate in its third week, bringing in over $120 million domestically, bringing its total domestic gross to over $500 million in the U.S. and almost $900 million worldwide. So the film's biggest competition uh, that weekend, uh, the Jennifer Lawrence spy thriller Red Sparrow, took in a total of $17 million at the box office. Now, in other news, um, Disney released the first teaser trailer for the upcoming uh, Mary Poppins Returns, and it looks, it looks like a fun adventure. I mean, uh, Emily Blunt is taking over the role, made famous by Julie Andrews, and Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame joins the cast, which includes uh, Ben Wishaw, uh, Emily Mortimer, Colin Firth, Meryl Streep, and the amazing Dick Van Dyke. Now, in this sequel, an adult Michael and Jane Banks find themselves in need of the services of Mary Poppins uh, when the family suffers a personal loss. Now, Poppins comes back to bring the uh, joy and wonder missing from their lives, especially for their uh, new ch- for their young children. Now, the film is directed by Rob Marshall, who also directed the big screen adaptations of Chicago and Into the Woods. Now, another uh, entertainment news, especially for geek fans, um, Marvel and Marvel Studios and Disney are moving up the release date of Avengers Infinity War. Now, originally, uh, Infinity War was going to be released on. May 4th. Now that's traditionally, especially to geek fans, that's considered uh, Star Wars Day. So it's interesting to see that they're moving the uh, they're moving the release date up. Uh, I guess to to kind of you know keep fan well not keep fans. It's Marvel Studios. They know how they know what they're doing. But they're moving the release date up to April 27th. So I don't know if this means that maybe. That time in May might be uh, conducive to releasing um, Solo. Maybe they want to release Solo on Star Wars Day, but I don't know. It's, it, they haven't changed anything about its release date, at least not anything that I've heard. So it's looking like they're just kind of um, taking that you know, taking that time and trying to give us something that they know we want, uh, giving it to us uh, sooner rather than later, which... I, I literally can't find anything wrong with. In uh, other superhero news, 
uh, Kristen Wiig uh, from Saturday Night Live and films like uh, Bridesmaids, uh, Ghostbusters, The Martian, and the uh, recently released Downsizing is reportedly in talks to uh, play the villain in the Wonder Woman sequel, uh, tentatively called titled Wonder Woman 2. Now, uh, the villain that she's uh, supposed to be playing is Cheetah. Now, I now Wig is, is an interesting choice. Now, she's done some great performances, mostly in comedy. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this, simply because she's reportedly director Patty Jenkins's choice. So she obviously sees uh, something in performance that we don't. And not only do I think that uh, that Wig can pull off. Uh, whatever performance is put in front of her, I think she's an incredibly talented actor. Um, but I trust Patty Jenkins. I, I trust her. I trust her instincts. I trust her. Um, uh, I, I trust uh, what she wants to do. And if she, you know, if she's if she's looking to uh, Kristen Wiig to play this role, I think it's because she knows the kind of performance that she wants. And if you have a director that knows that. Then, I mean, and I'm just speaking from a layman, just uh, if you have a, a director that knows that, then you're you're probably definitely ahead of the game as far as that goes. So that's some interesting news. Now, the last piece of uh, entertainment news I'm going to talk about is um, not a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure not a lot of people who are, who are younger than me, uh, remember the uh, sci-fi film Logan's Run. Now it actually like came out the year I was born, so I actually didn't see it um, until I was maybe like you know ten, twelve years old. It was just like heavy into like classic sci-fi, like Star Trek and and uh, things like that. Like I was a I was a Star Wars fanatic. I was a Star Trek fan for my dad. Just uh, you know, just classic science fiction. So I'd watch a lot of old TV shows, especially uh, things like Battlestar Galactica. And old movies, including Logan's Run. So uh, apparently, Warner Brothers is producing a remake of Logan's Run, and they're getting uh, Hunger Games writer Peter Craig to write the screenplay, and they're looking to Simon Kinberg uh, to direct the film. Now, Kinberg is not a a stranger to science fiction. He uh, is a He's written a lot of the uh, X-Men films for Fox. Uh, he helped create uh, Star Wars Rebels for uh, for Disney XD. And he's making his directorial debut uh, this year with X-Men Dark Phoenix. So it looks like Logan's Run is probably going to be his follow-up. Now, if you don't know anything about Logan's Run, it's a, it's a story of, of life in the year 2274 when you got uh, people living under in dome cities underground and you know it's you know they they're doing what they they're doing what they want to live in how they live it's 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 a grand old time but once someone reaches and this is in the movie once someone reaches the age of 30 they're expected to submit themselves to a procedure that will like erase them and then reincarnate them in essence they're they're you know you you commit suicide with the promise that you will be you know reincarnated us in the world and uh, what happens is is that people who <clears throat> choose not to 
they're, you know, they're called runners. Like they go on the run, like they have to leave the city because everything is so regulated. And what happens is, is that they send a, a, an elite uh, police force to chase them down called the Sandmen. And in Logan's run, Logan is one of the Sandmen and he's tasked with, with tracking down a uh, supposed sanctuary for runners and destroying it. So it's it's a really uh, it's a really interesting film. It's a really fun film. I, I loved it a lot as a kid. Um, I, I got a kick out. The uh, original starred um, Michael York and uh, Jenny Agutter. Um, it was it's a really fun movie. I I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's 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 a good film. Uh, so getting into TV news now. According to t- a TV Line interview, um, fans of Agents of Shield. Um, now uh, this is this is definitely for you, and I, I'm I'm a fan too. So according to that uh, TV line interview, executive producers and showrunners of Marvel's Agents of Shield on ABC are preparing for two outcomes at the end of this current season. So either they're preparing to get ready for season six of the popular series, or they are preparing a series finale for fans. Now. According to Jed Whedon and Marissa Tankarian, I'm, I know I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm probably butchering it, but I'm just I'm doing my best. But according to the two of them, uh, they literally have said, uh, "We're ready." And I quote, "We're ready for we're ready for if this is the end. We're definitely going to make it rewarding either way." Unquote. So while ABC President Channing Dungey uh, expressed confidence in the series continuing. There hasn't been any news about the fate of the show. So whatever happens, Whedon says that the upcoming 100th episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be a game changer and nothing will be the same after that. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where they go, uh, where they go with it. Hey, this is Darren from the Superpowered Fancast, and this episode is brought to you by Montcast. Now, um... Montcast is uh, hosted by Scott Monteith, and it is a brand new podcast covering video game news and esports. And I am interested in both. I'm a huge, uh, a huge gamer. I'm not a good gamer, but I am a huge gamer in that I don't quit and I keep playing, even though I always lose. But I love video games. I love esports. It's it's probably one of the the fastest growing markets in in the world right now. And I mean, with television and everything, but uh Montcast is going to cover all that. It's going to cover video game news and esports, And it's a great, it's definitely a great show. So you should, you should definitely check it out. If you want to uh, listen to the latest episode right now, you can go to uh twitchclub.com slash Montcast. There's going to be a link in our uh, episode description. So you definitely go ahead and click that. But, um, Give them a try. It's a, it's a great show. I've listened to the first two episodes and I found it incredibly informative, especially uh, as a as a really bad gamer, but a gamer nonetheless. So definitely um, uh, listen to uh, Montcast, uh, twitchclub.com slash Montcast. Uh, you will not regret it. So another uh, news just in, in television and I don't know if you can necessarily call it television anymore because most things are most of these shows are kind of, are streaming, but I'm going to go ahead and keep them in the category of television. 
Uh, Netflix announced that they have renewed the science fiction anthology series Black Mirror for a fifth season on the streaming service. Now, the series created and written by Charlie Brooker is currently airing its fourth season on Netflix. And there are some truly great episodes to see. Now, um, season five has no air date as of now, but it will more than likely premiere around the same time the fourth season debuted. And if you haven't seen Black Mirror, like definitely check it out. I'd watch all four, watch all four seasons. But if you're going to, uh, but if you, you want to get to some of the great episodes of season four, uh, USS Callister is one of my favorites. And so is Archangel. That was directed by Jodie Foster. And it's about, uh, helicopter parenting and, and, and these, the, how it backfires. So that's, that's a great episode. So Jessica Jones on Netflix, speaking of Netflix, uh, we've seen the first five episodes of the second season of Jessica's of Jessica Jones. And I can tell you they're intense. Now, while the first two episodes had some pacing issues or a little slow, the rest of the episodes seem to be leading to a great mystery, uh, for the, for the hard drinking detective to solve. See, there'll be new characters with powers coming to the series, characters from season one return, and at least one crossover character makes an appearance this season. I'm not going to spoil it. In fact, I'm not going to spoil anything. And if you've read my uh, reviews on superpoweredfancast.com, you will note that there are no spoilers in any of those reviews. So just for you know reference to you as a reader and, and Netflix as awesome as they are for letting me see those episodes and letting us uh, review them. No spoilers. So the big mystery this season is Jessica Jones diving into the mystery of her past and finding answers probably she doesn't want while more questions emerge. Now, complicating her life besides her own demons are a rival detective who wants to shut down alias investigations, a new building super who wants her out, and a mystery killer that is going after the people Jessica needs to talk to. So there are also some great story and character moments uh, from the supporting cast this season, you know, with uh, Carrie Ann Moss's Jerry Hogarth being a standout in these first few episodes. And see, her arc is going to be interesting to see play out as the, the circumstances of her story lead to some pretty dark places for, for her both personally and professionally and her desperation in those moments uh, are probably going to cause more harm than good to those around her. Now, finally in the, uh, the TV news, we got another look at the upcoming Marvel Studios series for Freeform, Cloak and Dagger. Now the series, which focuses on two superpowered teens who have to navigate the feelings they have for each other with the emergence and, mystery of their new superpowers will have its premiere at South by Southwest March 11th and will debut on the streaming service uh, Freeform June 7th. Now, Cloak and Dagger have always been, you know, pretty obscure in the comics, at least for me. So it'll be interesting to see what the show is about and how they can sustain that drama for an entire season. Now, if you're listening this t- to this today, um, uh, this is the, the first week in March. Uh, it's already happened. The final episodes, the final two episodes 
of Star Wars Rebels have aired on Disney XD. And I don't want to feel sad about it, but it was a great show. It was a, it was a really great show, and I, and I loved watching it. And I'm going to miss it. I really am going to miss the show and the characters and, and what they added to the Star Wars universe. The uh, final two episodes of Fool's Hope and Family Reunion and Farewell uh, air today. And you should be able to, to catch them on um, on Disney XD, uh, especially uh, tomorrow once they're, once they're available on the app. Now, Fool's, in a Fool's Hope, uh, Ezra calls in all the favors that he can in order to take on Governor Price and her Imperial forces brings together a ragtag group of fighters that, that need to rally together to take on seemingly impossible odds. And the, all of that action culminates in the final episode, uh, Family Reunion and Farewell. And in order to, which means in that episode, in order to liberate a Lothal from the Empire, Ezra and his team must take some really de- uh, desperate and drastic action. Um, one of the staples that I've always loved about uh, Star Wars Rebels is that it has been really steadfast in making sure that it has some really great storytelling, and that's usually and that's always the key for me. That's always the the thing that keeps me coming back is great storytelling, and in great storytelling, you create characters that I care about, situations that have meaning, and you, you build a relationship with me as a fan and as an audience member. Like I. You know, if you can if you can tell a great story, then I, I'm in. I'm I'm willing to overlook genre and canon and all those things as long as I can have a really great story. And Star Wars Rebels has always told some really great stories. And what I'm hoping is is that especially since there's going to be so many new offerings when Disney has their streaming service coming out, is that I really hope that. Uh, Disney takes the opportunity, Disney and Lucasfilm take the opportunity to tell more stories like Rebels, like get, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, Simon Kinberg and Dave Fellini and and, and Filoni and all of these people can, can get together and, and create something great, uh, something even greater than what they did. If you give them a format, I would love to see this team have a live action show a live action Star Wars show that they could produce and create. I think it'd probably be one of the, probably one of the better additions to the Star Wars canon. But, uh, you know, in that, cause I can't, I mean, there are ways that you, I can, I, I can in fact, uh, praise the show enough. I, I can't, I, I actually really enjoy it and I would definitely uh, recommend checking it out. It's, it's a really great show. Again, it adds a lot of great, a lot of great characters, a lot of great moments to the Star Wars canon, and I I love to I would love to see shows like this continue. But if they don't continue, then I would love to see the people who created them uh, have the opportunity to create something equally, if not better, equally as good, if not better. So that's it for episode forty one of the Superpowered Fancast. Now, be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, for video podcasts and our new series, Fancast Comic Forum, uh, where we talk about comic book news 
and comic book reviews for the week. Uh, we talk about from all the all the publishers and talk about characters. And we're going to be adding uh, little things about uh, characters as well, uh, specific characters as they as they emerge into the pantheon as they become parts of the conversation. Uh, we're going to start talking about those characters and give them maybe a little uh, either history lesson or a little primer for uh, for people who may not be familiar with who those characters are. Now, you can find uh, more stories like these on uh, superpoweredfancast.com. In fact, all the stories that I went over uh, today, you can find on superpoweredfancast.com. And you can find uh, other news items and comic book reviews that... Uh, that I've written uh, on Geeks Worldwide at www.thegww.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Superpowered Fan. Uh, we do respond, we do follow back, and uh, we always post uh, new information. And with superpoweredfancast.com, there is new content daily. So every day you go to superpoweredfancast.com, you're going to find something new. So on behalf of the Superpowered Fancast, I want to say thank you, and I'll see you next week. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks! Assemble!